Hey y'all. This is Talkin' Trash with Liv and Lizzie. The podcast where two friends show each other our silliest and most treasured movies. Each week we'll watch a beloved movie. No matter how corny, childish, or contrived. Sometimes a masterpiece with minor flaws. Other times a magnificent mess. Because one man's trash is Liv and Lizzie's treasure. Dairy and the banner through it all. I love how sometimes we try and like build up to whatever it is that we're watching, and this week we're just like, it's Newsies! It's Newsies week! Welcome to Musical Month! Yay! Yay! The month where we watch mostly bad musicals. You really want to show me what I know will be good ones. Yeah, I'm. But. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you one that's like aged, kind of meh. Yeah. But it still is a good musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna show you one that's just objectively a great film. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about it. And I'm not even mad. I, I don't even feel bad about showing it to you yeah. on this channel because. And I'm over here showing you too that I know film critics are not fans of and. Woo. Yep, I'm ready. Oh yeah. So. Um. I I guess I'm starting off. You are starting this off this month. So, um, I guess before we do that, how are you doing? I am doing great. Living, living my best life in this hot girl summer. It is a hot girl summer. It is summer. a hot girl summer. I have embraced that mindset. You and I both rocking our, our tank tops today. We are. Y'all, just picture this. I have this t-shirt on. You know the, you know the Bernie Sanders mittens meme? I have a shirt that says, the man, the mittens the, what does it say? The man, the myth, the mittens. The mittens. <laughs> it just got Bernie on it. <laughs> and mine just says, fiesta all day, siesta all night. That's the most white girl this shirt. This is the whitest shirt. <laughs> Guess where I got it? Target. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly where I it was I love being a living stereotype. <laughs> my favorite oh god um, at least there's not like a picture of an avocado on here anywhere. an avocado yep. thanks um uh, yeah no i'm i'm fully embracing it uh uh liv brought me chick-fil-a this morning i did so that's that the vibe is, that is the vibe that is the vibe it is a it is a early morning watch it is so it is even though it's 11 o'clock this is still early morning it, when it's hot girl summer. it's early morning for hot girl summer so we are we're doing our best um we're not drinking alcohol because this is a movie with kids in it <laughs> pg movie demands <laughs> demands demands orange juice. simply orange juice not a mimosa um, we're out of bridgerton and we're into uh children in newsies caps yep dancing with newspapers <laughs> papes <laughs> selling papes <laughs> okay so i mean should we just jump right in i feel like I, we're already jumping right in i am perfectly fine jumping let's do right it into this so um it is i get first pick for god we haven't actually used like the honest to god format in a long time yeah we haven't we haven't done picks in a minute because even with cinderella month we technically did picks but like but we had we'd seen, seen all of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, 
my first pick, we are going to watch Newsies, which I know you have seen, but it's been... I have. So, I saw this movie once when I was, like, nine, mm-hmm. and I was not impressed mm-hmm. at that age. Um, there were other movies at that time that I saw. Mm-hmm. I also saw Fiddler on the Roof when I was nine, and I was also not impressed. Um, and then rewatched it again as an adult and was like, wow, that was a masterpiece. Okay. I, I- understand why people love it. It is kind of long, though. I don't expect you to have the same feeling watching this. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> this, is, um, this is no fiddler on the roof. What I will say, though, is that as an adult, um, so I love Jeremy Jordans. For those of you who don't know who Jeremy Jordans is, he is an actor and a singer, and he is most famous for some of his roles on Broadway, including Jack Kelly, the main character of Newsies on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he is wonderful. I own a copy of the live action stage production from mm-hmm. Broadway, and I'm very familiar with that. Yes. Now, I remember almost nothing about this version except for Christian Bale singing Santa Fe and being like, they probably should have got a singer to play Jack Kelly. Yeah. He's not terrible, but he's not he's, good. He's, he's better than you would think. And for this being, like, a very early Christian Bale role, yeah. he's a very good little actor. Yeah. Um, I will I will go ahead and say that I am also a, a huge fan of the stage musical. I, I saw it uh, in Atlanta at the Fox, and I adored it. And I have watched the recording as well. Um, it's on Disney+, Plus if you mm-hmm. ever want to go and see it. And objectively... The stage show is better. Yeah, it is. It is one of the only times that a stage show took a film and it worked better, <laughs> better on stage as a stage show. This and Anastasia are like the only two I can think of that worked better as a Broadway show than they did as the films that they originally were. Okay. Um, and I will say, um, right off the bat, a lot of things that we usually critique with these garbage movies are present here. Uh, non-existent female character who's just there to be a female character. Wait. Which, which again... In the wait, sp- wait, 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 wait. Catherine had a great deal of agency and coolness in the musical. Are you telling me? Uh, that's... It's, she's a completely original character for the stage musical and she is not in this. Or at least, I don't think her name is Catherine in this. There is a girl in this, but, uh... Yeah... She is basically there for Jack Kelly to kiss at the end of the film triumphantly, and that's that's about it. Does she even sing something to believe in with him? I don't think so. I don't think that song is in this. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're keeping it PG. Sorry. We're keeping it PG. <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah. Catherine's my favorite character. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for my language. I know you won't like this as much. And I, oh, yeah, no. Her I, little song about watch what happens, where she's in her typewriter, is my favorite part of the entire yeah, musical. No, sorry. Oh, okay, that's fine. Not here. Um, oh, definitely not here. Uh, also, the <laughs> the conflict with uh, Mr. Pulitzer, um, I don't think is done as well here. Um, as in the stage show, um, is, what's her name like? Maybelle Morton or whatever? Is she in this? 
No. I mean, there's a character that is her role. I can't remember if she's called... Uh, I don't even Mabel remember if I got her name right. You can tell it's been some time since I think I've it's seen Mabel this. or Mabel um, or Maybell. I don't remember. Um, uh, in this, she there there is a stage performer in this. It's a white woman, um, and I I don't remember her name. And she does help out the boys and is very like you know kind and affectionate towards them. Um, but there is no honey that's rich. God, that song's so good. Um, it's really good. And the, the original actress who does it on the stage musical is just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, what, okay. What I... What endears me about this movie is that it is very much a sound stage musical. Okay. It came out in 92 at a time when there were not a lot of movie Movies musicals. as old as I am. Yep. Not a lot of movie musicals happening. Um... And this was kind of just Disney wanting to do, like, classic, heartwarming Disney. Mm-hmm. And um, I, think, I think in a lot of ways it succeeds. Um, but it, is, it doesn't quite follow the, like, you know, Mencken musical storytelling format. Okay. Um, I think it does a little bit more simply... It, because it has a little bit of a Disney formula. Mm-hmm. It has an I Want song. Of course. It has, like, your narrative establishing song in uh-huh. the beginning. Um, basically, all of the ones from... If you've seen the stage musical, all the ones that are, like, the really, really big, bombastic ones so in we've, the stage we've musical. So we've got to have... Now is the time to seize the day. Seize the day, King of New York. Carrying, carrying the, the banner. banner. Uh, Brooklyn Seat. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh my god! If they don't have Brooklyn's here, I'm gonna lose my. I'm gonna lose I, it. You can tell it's been a minute since I've seen it. I because, hope they have. It. That's my and, favorite. And song. it's hard because I've watched the stage musical more recently, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like in my brain. Um, I will say one of the other things that I am endeared to about this movie, um, as opposed to the stage, the stage musical is obviously adults. Pretending to be teenagers. These are actually kids. These are actually kids. And they're mm-hmm. actually very talented kids. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stats on the film that I didn't go through. As I said, it came out in 92. Directed by Kenny Ortega. The same guy who directed all of the high school musicals. All of the Descendants movies, which I have not seen. Um, but, you know, he does kind of, he, he's done Cheetah Girls movies. He does sort of the... He did Dis- the Cheetah Girls? Uh, I think the se- one of the sequels. Okay. Um, he, he definitely does... Um, uh, oh, he also directed Hocus Pocus. So... I, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. I don't, he, ca- I don't care that he directed some bad movies. Hocus he, Pocus is the pinnacle. There's no movie I like more in this world than Hocus Pocus. He is, he is like kind of the king of Disney cheese. And this, to me, is, like, one of the more wholesome okay. slices from the Disney cheese wheel. Um, I, we should go ahead and say that everyone's favorite character in this, uh, you can tell this came out in the early 90s because this film has a kid who has a limp and his name is Crutchy. If he has a real name, we, we never, never learn it. it. Disney made a movie with a kid with a crutch named Crutchy. Yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know. Don't know how well it's aged. Don't know how well it's aged. But, uh, you know. I'm kind and of Crutchy's cr- still in the stage musical. And he's still Crutchy in and the And he's stage still musical. my favorite character. He's still the best well, character. Well, Catherine's my favorite character, but Crutchy is a very close second. Yep. Followed by Spot 
Conlin. I thought his name was Collins, but we just looked it up and it's Conlin. Never fear, Brooklyn's here. God, that's, that's my favorite song in the entire musical. I, like, that guy has one, one song and he comes out and everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and they're right. Yeah, they, they are right. They're <laughs> absolutely right. He's a wonderful character. Um, I do think that another thing I, I like is this is a... Um, interesting story reflecting a obviously a Disney-fied part of history but a not very often talked about part of history mm-hmm. um, child workers are sort of a part of our history that we like to to bury ignore. and ignore um, and I think this is kind of a uh, an interesting mm-hmm. way to tell a kid's story mm-hmm. and kind of you know, children kind of get buried in history as well. Yeah. And it's nice to see a story where they're given some uh, agency and, and voices. And so I like the kid performance. I don't know how well they cover this in the film. In the stage play, they even kind of make a point of the fact that kids are never given the spotlight. Like, that's kind of thematically one of the themes is that the kids have to take it. They don't you know, they're not given that respect up front. I think that that is covered here as well, um, especially because the the ending is the mm-hmm. same and that this extends beyond just newsies and newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's done well. I think it's done in a really interesting way. Um, I think the topic of strikes is covered um, mm-hmm. well because... Uh, um, David, the the secondary character, we spend a lot more time with his family mm-hmm. in this movie, which is where we get nameless female. I'm sure she's named, but female character who's just there for Jack to kiss at the end. Oh, she's David's sister. Or something? I think so. Yeah. Oh. Or she oh. lives close to him, or something like that. Okay. Um, but David, we see a lot more of David's family. Okay. And his father is on strike and how that's mm-hmm. affecting the family and it's it's explored in an interesting mm. way. So one thing, this is one of those movies that like even though I I remember being like not super impressed with it as a kid, but this is one of those movies that kind of gets added to the list of like, you know, when your parents are like, "Why are you so like politically active? What do you care so much?" Like, why, why did you go out and protest or whatever? And I'm now like... Now was the time to see Yeah, I'm movie. like, I grew up... Like, I watched, like, Newsies and Ferngully when I was, like, <laughs> nine. What did you think was going to happen when you, know, you showed me these You know, films? I didn't see Ferngully until middle school. <laughs> Dude, we need to watch that. I'm sure we'll watch Ferngully at some the, point. The, the bat My rap. name is Betty. I love how, before you were even saying the bat rap, I was ready <laughs> like, to go. Like, <laughs> There was a TikTok the other day where somebody was watching um, the, like, you know, the, like, gross smoke monster that's voiced by Tim Curry. That everyone's weirdly attracted to. Yeah, and they're to. like, why am I, why am I so turned on right now? And I'm like, because it's Tim Curry. Tim Curry, I mean, he yeah. can play a character, he literally has played the characters that are alive like. very Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. Nope. Um, I didn't correct you, so neither am I. <laughs> but he could literally, like, play, like a blob of gelatinous goo and I'd be like mm, he's I mean, still he hot did. yeah yeah that's true that's true so um I guess it's it's been a while since you've seen this uh what are a couple things that you're 
expecting on this particular viewing? I am expecting the harmonies to be lacking Mm. as opposed to the stage musical. Fair. I'm expecting some, like, instead of, like, you know, the, the stage musical has a very certain vibe to it. I'm expecting this to be more of a, like, Goonies, Lost Boys from Hook kind of, like, ragtag vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm expecting their accents to be almost as bad as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of can work on a stage, but is weird in a movie. Um, and the main thing I'm expecting is that I'm going to hear a song that I know and love and be excited, and then I'm going to be like, oh... The next song that's coming up is my favorite, and then they're gonna skip that song. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen multiple times. It is, and I'm gonna be like craving the the other songs that I'm missing. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's the main things that I'm gonna feel, and I think I'm gonna be kind of weirded out because, like, I even though I saw this movie when I was young. My, because I didn't have that much of a connection to it early on, my earliest memories of Christian Bale are of him as Batman. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to see him as like a 14-year-old and just be weirded out by the fact that like Batman's face is on a young kid's body. Mm-hmm. Um I'm actually looking just to see how old he was when he was in this movie. Uh, let's see. Born in 74. So he was 18. Okay. There you yep. go. <laughs> I, I've never... We were talking about this before this started. I've never been um, someone who crushes really hard on Christian Bale unless he's Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. Um no offense to Christian Bale. Uh, Can I confess something really embarrassing? Uh-huh. Last week, for whatever reason, I was feeling, like, super depressed. Mm-hmm. I watched Howl's Moving Castle every day for four days in a row. Um, I've, I've not done that, but I have definitely watched it at least five times since uh, the pandemic started. It, it's one of... I've watched that five times, and I've watched Kiki's... I think I've said this before. I've watched Kiki's Delivery Service, like, five times as well. So, I, I understand the, I've just uh, been repeating it, like, desperate it. for a little serotonin boost. I get it. Um, I, we, I've got my serotonin movies. Zorro's a serotonin movie. Austin Land's a serotonin movie. We still need to watch that. We do. But, yeah, I just... I really... I really love... Howell and Sophie and the whole crew and they're all so cute. Yep. So, uh, uh, we will, we will enjoy a more, uh, fresh faced, less, uh, world wearied. I guess he's still pretty world wearied. Maybe that's why they cast Christian Bale. He always looks a little, he always looks a little world wearied. Um, but, uh, yeah, little, uh, little Jack Kelly. Yeah. So, all right. right. Well, I guess let's go, Seize the day. Let's... Even I didn't think, like, yeah, that'll be my transition in. It should have been. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in myself. All right. But well, now is the time. Ain't it a fine life? Let's watch Newsies.
Ain't it a fine film? <laughs> it was good. Thank you. Okay. It was good. It's good. It was good. Having watched the musical, there were definitely some things I liked better on the stage oh, play. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, was, I will not fight anyone on that. It was good. Um, let's, let's, I mean, we could sit here and compare it to the stage musical all mm-hmm. day. But let's start specifically with things that didn't work with this as a film and then we'll get into the stuff that we liked but um okay a few things um this is this is a minor thing and I I feel like I keep comparing it to the stage musical but I I think when it comes I think we're gonna be doing this a lot when it comes to movie musicals Mm -hmm. something that I think you have to consider is just that like these are things that even though this was written as a screenplay Mm -hmm. Musicals just work better on stage consistently. They always have, they always will. Mm -hmm. So when you watch it and then see how it performs on stage, the way, the structure of the songs and the dance breaks and stuff, the pacing there is better. The storytelling pacing in this movie is fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's Mm -hmm. just when you're watching the actual musical numbers sometimes they feel almost disjointed fair um my biggest critique of the film actually comes during the song santa fe yes Um, you pointed this out and i thought it was good and true uh i want songs usually dance breaks um so so howard mank how what sorry i I understand why that accident happened alan alan mankin howard ashman okay so by now you've probably heard us talk about Howard Ashman on the show. I'm sure I brought him up. He's the guy who's responsible for all of Little Mermaid, all of Beauty and the Beast, and some of Aladdin. He wrote the lyrics and basically told Alan Menken what he wanted each song to be. Mm-hmm. And then Alan Menken would go in and write the music. And Alan Menken writes the way he does now because Howard, Howard Ashman left such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. So... And if you don't know who Alan Menken is, he's written literally every Disney song through the Disney Renaissance, mm-hmm. basically up until Frozen, with the exception, of course, of Tarzan and Brother Bear. Um, and he wrote Newsies. So they have that I want song, right? Santa Fe, it's good, it's great. But usually, like Howard Ashman says, um, when you're writing a musical, you speak until you're so emotional that you can't speak anymore, and that's when you sing. And you sing until you're so emotional that you can't sing anymore, and that's when you dance. In theory, that works, but I think there's a caveat. I think when the emotions are positive... That's when you dance. That's the progression. But dancing doesn't make sense in a scene that is very melancholy, and and Santa Fe is quite a sad... It's about I lo- want some. It's about longing and yeah. wanting, feeling, it's also about feelings of loneliness, though. Yeah, and feeling trapped, feeling like the whole world is designed against you and you feel small. Um, he wants to go to a place that's open and wide where he can breathe because he feels small in this big city. Yeah. So, there's a random dance break that's only in the movie. It does not happen in the show. Yeah. Um, and it's just awkward. Like, Christian Bale's not a bad dancer, but the dance itself just didn't contextually feel right. Um, and he's, that was probably my biggest complaint. Yeah. He's not a bad dancer, and he is a better 
actor than singer. Definitely. Um, but he sells the songs here. That's, that's actually I think, what I was about to say. He, there's enough, like, emotion behind it. Yeah. I can, I can go with his performance here. And I don't think... Newsies of all musicals... Um, when you get someone who's a very proficient singer like Jeremy Jordan, it does enhance the performance. But I don't think you have to have as good of a singer for these kinds of characters. Mm-hmm. Because these are kind of rough around the edges boys to begin yes. with. So it's okay when they feel, their singing feels kind of rough around the yes. edges. That's, that is, for me why I still like this movie. Mm-hmm. I admit that the musical is objectively better. Mm-hmm. But the musical is also objectively very polished. Like yes. you can tell they're actors trying to act like these rough and tumble New York yes. boys. And here, of course, like, you know, I, I, I said this is very, you know, Disney swearing. He's like, ah, you stinking scab. I'm a soak ya. And I'm like, okay, these kids would be swearing like sailors. But even though it's still kind of polished, there's something so darn diddly charming about these boys just acting like quintessential boys. Like the oldest boy here is probably Christian Bale. He's 18 when they filmed this movie. They but are he's supposed actually, to be like 16 in the movie. Yeah, they're and actually it. children. Yes. Whereas like, yeah, when you're watching the stage play, they're all in their 20s and they're all either ballerinas or tap dancers or yeah. sometimes they're both. So, you know, they're like, ain't it a fine life? And then they're hitting this perfect side split in the air yes. when they do a leap. Which and is it's amazing. Like, it's, it's, it's so fun to watch. But when you're watching a movie, if they had done that, it would have been stupid. Yeah. But instead, like, I can believe that a 16-year-old boy knows how to do a backflip. Yes. So I like the differences in the dancing. Yes. Because it feels right for a film. I think and the things they get right, they get really right. I think... One thing I will give this director, every movie I have seen of his, again, they're all incredibly corny, but I feel like every child actor on these is having tons of fun. I I hope that's the case. I I haven't actually researched, like, any kids talking about their experience working with him, so it may be very different, Um, but I I believe the the joy, Mm -hmm. um, and and I believed a lot of these performances. The little brother, when he cries, yeah. it's sincere. I said that the actor who plays Davy does the best job. Yeah, out of he's all excellent. Of them. He's really um, good. And so, yeah, this just, this movie warms my heart. It does. Even with the bad dialogue and the bad lyrics. And there are moments where the dialogue works, and there's moments where it doesn't. Yes. And, it, and definitely I guess some of the he's rewrites. Like, he, he's like, I guess, I guess I can't be can't pretend to be what I ain't. He's like, what, a scab? He's like, no, smart. And That's like, good. Great lie. <laughs> <laughs> but one of, okay, this is this is the one lyric that I hate in the movie that I think they changed it for the stage play. Yeah. It makes so much more sense. So one of the things is that when the gates open, the newsies go and get their papers. So when they sing Seize the Day, they go open the gates and seize the day. But the problem is, is that they are striking. So what they actually want are the gates to remain closed until the demands are met so yes. that more newsies don't go and get papers and undermine the strike. Yeah. So the fact that they're singing Open the Gates and Seize the Day does not work. So instead, in the, in the musical, they say now is the time to seize the day, and it becomes a rallying cry well, no, for the other newsies. But the line they replace with in the musical is stare down the odds and seize the day. 
He thinks now is the time to seize the day, stare down the odds, and seize That's the true. day. And I there's like, a couple different. They also say like answer the call and don't delay. Yeah. They they were they swap a bunch of them around. Even yeah. in this one, when they use the same lines, they're in different orders. Yep. So yeah, but the but regardless, yeah. it, the open the gates just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Thematically, plot wise, it's not a good line. Um. All of the side characters in this are adorable and charming. I mm-hmm. love every single one. I actually have complaints about two. Okay. Um, I, the villain, Mr. Pulitzer. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant. You the, meant the newsies. I meant the newsies. You meant the newsies. Yes. Um, okay. So I can, I can hang on to that if we want to talk about the newsies for a minute. Yeah. Um, I think racetrack is one of my favorite. Racetrack I, is my favorite. Spot. Spot Conlon's great too. Oh my gosh. Um, if I, if I had seen this, I saw this when I was really little. And, and I remembered, I told you that I remembered why I didn't like this movie as a kid. Because I didn't have enough, like, world knowledge to understand how money worked. <laughs> or that, like, being in a place like the refuge and not being able to, like, eat and being abused was so horrible. So in my mind, when Jack takes the deal from Pulitzer and he takes the money and he betrays the newsies I was done I was like this guy is the worst and I hate him and I will never forgive him and I didn't not for the rest of the movie I was like whatever screw you Jack Kelly watching it as an adult I completely get what Jack Kelly did what Mm -hmm. he did I don't hate him anymore um so I think I was just slightly too young for this movie when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of the reason why I remember being like, I don't like this. But I think if I had seen it when I was a little bit older, I have a feeling I would have had a crush on Spot Conlon <laughs> growing Pro- up. Yep, yep. <laughs> I know I would have. Yeah. Um, I also watching it now versus I, 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 the first time I watched this was in high school. Actually, I watched it later than a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have such an appreciation for Denton, the journalist yeah, who helps great. him out. He's wonderful. And, um, yeah, I I really like him. The plot twist of him being friends with Eddie, oh, with, with Eddie, Teddy, Teddy, <laughs> with Teddy Roosevelt at the end was just, like, hysterical. <laughs> He's like, Denty, this is terrible. And Denton's like, I know, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he calls him Denty. Oh, my yeah, God. That was great. Oh, um, I loved that I pointed out to you. I was like, Scott Goblin is in Denny's carriage. <laughs> Andy just hops in. Yeah, that's so good. Um, okay, I do want to talk real quick about two things. Two, um, one of them is a character I don't like, and one yeah. of them is an actor. Yeah. So Pulitzer as a character is fine. Mm-hmm. Historically, obviously, he was pretty much the bad guy. He makes perfect sense. I love him in the musical. I cannot stand the actor who plays him here. <sighs> yeah. Like, I like... I like... Um, it's Duvall. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've liked other performances of Robert Duvall. Yeah, I just don't like I, this one. Yeah, love Secondhand Lions. Um, I love Secondhand Lions. Another heartwarming. <laughs> yeah, so I have no problems with him in theory as an actor, just with this performance. I felt like, again, uh, talking about the musical, one thing I like better in the musical is he's a little more subdued he's definitely still a bad guy yeah and but he has like, musicals that are evil but he's like comic book evil you know what he is like if dick van dyke was evil in harry potter yeah. in, in harry potter in mary poppins <laughs> i have like 
mush brain today and all my words are coming out wrong um but but the point is like literally they're all like all the kids are outside chanting and he's like plugging his ears like oh, la, 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 I, can't hear I don't want to hear you yeah it's and weird it, it feels goofy in a way that tonally this movie just is not like yes. you can't have that much of a comic book villain or like a like just you can't have your villain be that serious that that's silly and then have such a serious scene like the one at the rally where like yeah. one like a grown man a cop punches racetrack who's maybe 14 in the mm-hmm. face and knocks him unconscious and meta we called her maybell yeah. meta larkin who is the vaudeville um performer who owns the theater mm-hmm. who helps them out she's screaming in the background he's a child he's mm-hmm. a child and it's horrifying yep yeah. and then also the fact that it is a historically it's not accurate but it's inspired by history stuff like that happened yeah kids were treated horribly at this time period um and you know that's the thing is like like police brutality happened to people in poverty a lot at this Mm -hmm. time you know and it you can't show a scene that captures that struggle in such like horror and then turn around and have your villain be like yeah a comic book villain well, it just didn't work for me especially because and no surprise here that a disney fying of history you have to have that comic book bad guy up against the like nice guy rich guy who's standing there the whole time going like <laughs> going like hey we can't do this to these poor children and i don't know pulitzer this is a bad idea yeah and it it just is supposed to heighten the ah but you see pulitzer is like a bad rich man Mm -hmm. and 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 it feels um yeah it, it contrasts with what you have here yeah um one thing i also like in the stage musical that they don't do here um is the resolution in the stage musical um uh well two things in the stage musical number one spoiler um i love that the uh journalist is his daughter Mm -hmm. and wants to be a working woman and has a crush on jack Mm -hmm. because i kid you not i watched it live that was the first time i saw Mm -hmm. it when he was like my daughter the gasp that came out of me was legitimate yeah real oh we all like i watched it i watched the recording of the stage play i've never seen it live yeah but i did the same thing i was watching it with with kyle my husband and we both were like oh my god like what so i i miss that being taken away but also in the end when he's finally taken in to see pulitzer to make demands pulitzer says i can't lower the price of the papers again Mm. but what i can do and, and he jack tells him he's like okay well then you can buy back the papers from us if we don't sell them yeah and um it i liked that it felt like a legitimate negotiation mm-hmm. um and also it feels like in cuz in there's this idea of in the musical jack always saying like well davy's the smart one mhm i'm just like the face davy's the brains but then you see that he kind of comes into his own so at the end he is he has gained enough confidence and knowledge throughout this process that he is able to negotiate with Pulitzer. They are 
like they go head to head and it feels earned and yeah. deserved. Whereas, yeah. you know, here I wish he had had a little bit more interaction with Pulitzer yeah. and I don't know. I, I I think Pulitzer in the musical is he is a bad person but he's not maniacally evil. Yes. He is selfish and powerful and cannot see the suffering at his feet. Yes. He he thinks in terms he has business beliefs that sound like they work on paper but don't work in real life. Yeah. Um which is much more believable to yeah. me and he, I like that about he, him. He has a really good s- song. I think it's like a, a like a, a nick and a shave or something like that. Like yeah. talking about like the bottom oh, line. I think is what it's called. It's it's really not a lot that we're asking, mm-hmm. and that's a lot better than in this where someone's like, "That's going to be hard on those kids," and he's like, "No, they'll. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. They'll pull themselves by their like, bootstraps." Well, they even kind of in the musical, somebody's like, "Well, won't that be hard on the kids?" And then he explains like. No, it will teach them these lessons. And everyone goes, ah, yes, and they agree with him. Yes. So instead of him, like, as, instead of somebody being like, you are going to hurt those children. Yes. It's like someone raises the question and then... They hear an answer that satisfies And them. they all agree that, yeah, it is actually good for the kids. Yeah. Um, so, so he seems rational in his decisions. Yeah. So... Um, Last thing I'll say about the musical, I've said it already, um, it's a shame that the love interest here is Davy's sister, who mm-hmm. is completely forgettable, um, and I guess she helps them print the newspaper at the end, but that's really the only thing that she yeah. does, um, but I do like the dynamic of Davy's family, mm-hmm. um, I get why and, they cut them, though, because they weren't in here oh, enough. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. I think you could have rewritten the, the movie and cut them, and it still would have yeah. been okay. But the, the, the plot here is, you know, him realizing that he needs some sort of family structure because mm-hmm. he's convinced himself so long that he doesn't need that. Yeah. And I think it works in well with the themes here. Yeah. So. I do wish they had addressed, like, at the end, he clearly decides not to go to Santa Fe. Yes. But I wish there had been some sort of verbal, like, you know, what about Santa Fe? And then, you know, some sort of, like... Maybe later. <laughs> yeah, or, like, or like you know, a, an admission that... Like, here I think he says, like, I still got work to do or yes. something. But it's, like, we know that he's staying for the people. Yes. And it's nice to hear him say it. You know, yeah. like, in the musical, they've got the, like, you know, what Santa Fe got that New York don't. Or better, what's New York got that Santa Fe ain't? Like, and then yeah. the conclusion is his friends and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one more complaint. So, and I, I always, I can't help but compare it to the stage musical. That's going to happen pretty much for everything that we watch. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really found strange and hated, I, the, the actress who played Meta Larkin in this one was good. Um, the metal Arkin in the musical is so lovable and she seems very motherly. She nurtures Jack's talent as a painter because that's something that's not present here. Yeah. Um, but this idea of 
kind of this like soft side of him that she nurtures and encourages and that kind of explains why he knows her um here we don't really know why they know each other but what we what what we see when they first meet the the way that she hugs him and he kisses her on the cheek is just a little too familiar for my comfort. Yeah, that's she's fair. she's like a thirty or forty year old woman, and he's supposed to be somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. Yeah, and I, I, it was creepy. Yeah. It was super creepy. Yep. Um, so I, I want to like Meta Larkin in this one, but I just don't know that I do. That's fair. Um, so yeah, that that's a writing choice. Yeah. That was a that was a directing choice. That was a choice that they didn't have to make, and they could have kept the same songs and the same character and not had it. Yeah. go down this way so yeah well, that was my I, last major critique i like the off to the races song just because i do like makes, the song it, all the songs in this make me happy um and i think that's kind of my sort of like mm. walk away like ah this warms the cockles of my heart it does it's a so, good one yeah so yeah um what would you rate this film oh uh i would rate it uh, 44 out of 50 papes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it, um, I think I'd give it about a, maybe like a 39 out of 50 papes. Yeah, that's Like, it's good. It's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It has flaws. Yep. But, uh, well, that was, that was my pick for musical month. What is what? What are you picking next? So I'm going to show you a film that is objectively not trash, but since you guys have been listening long enough, you know that basically at this point we're just showing each other what we want to show. Um, <laughs> so you've never seen this film, and I think that's a travesty. And so in honor of Musical Month, even though this film is consistently rated high by critics, um, I, it just needs to be seen by you. And if you are... A millennial or younger, really anyone, but especially for, you know, our millennials and, and younger audiences. If you've never seen this film, you need to see it. Um, it's it's really great. So, we are going to be watching Cabaret. Ooh la la. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really great. And we'll tell you all about it next week. So, um, join us uh, next episode um, where we'll say Vilkeman. And uh, I will a little bit about know cabarets. Yeah. All right. See y'all. Bye. Thanks for hopping in the trash can with us. Give this week's movie a watch and tell us what you think. And let us know what movies you think are trashy treasure. Maybe we'll give it a watch. Follow us on Twitter at Liv and Lizzie to tell us your thoughts. And remember, no matter how trash you feel, you are deeply treasured. Bye!